Hi guys, thanks for this episode of the New Keegan Times. On this episode, we have an awesome guest. We have Mary Lee Mosley. Mary Lee Mosley is a multi-talented R&B pop singer. Mary Lee, Mary Lee shows off both her writing abilities in the second studio track titled El Dorado. The new single was produced, mixed, and mastered by Frank Famous. El Dorado is a sultry, dark pop R&B with deep undertones on the effects of toxic masculinity. Mary Lee says, I wrote El Dorado for anyone who has been in a relationship with someone who isn't able to be fully present because of deep-rooted walls and emotional trauma. Her debut, her debut single, Thin White Lines, was released in September of 2020, leaning more towards the country genre. It has reached over 10,000 streams and climbing. El Dorado is available now on all major, major platforms to listen to. Welcome the multi-talented Mary Lee Mosley, and thank you for coming on my podcast. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So am I. How's it all been going over there? It's been going. It's been going. It's been very rainy. Um, we just had remnants of a hurricane. So I've been kind of inside doing a lot of writing. Pretty much nothing much really going on over here. <laughs> how, how, I saw that over here, the hurricane. Has that been really intense over there? Has it caused a lot of damage? Well, it did cause a lot of damage, I want to say, in Louisiana. Um, Fortunately, I'm in northern Georgia, so it didn't really affect us that much, just heavy rain. I know that it um, flooded parts of New York City, though. It went, it traveled. Wow. So we're all good here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. How has um, the pandemic of COVID affected you personally and professionally, too, since it began? Um, it's, it's affected me in many different ways, I would say. Professionally, it's kind of put a halt to a lot of live performing that I used to do. And I'm not able to go out and, you know, there's a lot of precautions we have to take now to work with somebody. So that's been kind of difficult. But I think, you know, I tell people this all the time. I think it's kind of acted as, it's been a good thing for me personally. I think a lot of people have started to realize that. I think that it's helped me mentally kind of just calm down, take a break and really kind of get my mental health back in track. Because I think when we're in a business such as this, I think we lose track of a lot of that, you know, through doing everything. It's a very, you know, you're always in the public eye. So it's been, it's been helpful in allowing me to find myself in many different ways. Yeah. Awesome. Amazing. All right. Let's just jump straight into it. Um, For the listeners, tell me about your life story and how it all began for you. Yeah, so I am from a small, small, small town named Valdosta in southern Georgia. Um, I'm about like five hours from the biggest city. And I basically tell people I'm from Florida all the time. But I started singing when straight out the womb, honestly. I have been singing my entire life. And when I was six, I was in a children's choir at my local church. And the choir director went up to my mom. I must have shown something, some sort of talent. So he went up to my mother and he said, "Um, you need to get her vocal lessons. I think that she would really do well with them. And so I started at six you know, training classically. I'm 20 now, so it's been 15 years since I've started singing. I moved to Atlanta when I was um, 18. I went to, I still am in college, but I moved for college and have continued to do music. I think in the last three or four years, I've been pursuing it professionally. Incredible. Um, Tell me about the music. So the two tracks that obviously I mentioned initially in the introduction, talk to me about those and the process of those songs. Yeah, so the first one that I released was Thin White Line. It is the second song I ever wrote. 
I started writing music, you know, I've been training vocally for years. I started actually getting into writing about two years ago when I moved up here and I met my mentor, vocal coach, um, Heidi Higgins. She's been a lifesaver therapist to me, um, but she got me into songwriting. And so I started just playing around writing, you know, things that would just come to my head. The first song I think I wrote was absolutely horrible, as they, as most of them are. Um, but the second song I wrote was actually Thin White Line. She helped me out with it a lot. And so I wrote that song, you know, in my bedroom, in my dorm room, actually. And for me, Thin White Line was really just a song about when you've reached the breaking point of a relationship. I know that we've all been through it. I've definitely been through my fair share of heartbreak. And I think it's just a song for people who are heartbroken and, you know, you're in that final stretch. There's always that final stretch when you know things are about to end and you don't really want them to, but you know that it's probably best. And so it's like, just, you know, one more time, like, let's, you know, let's, let's see what we can do if we can fix it. And then eventually, you know, you can't, but that is how that song kind of came about. And I, recorded it in Atlanta with Jan Smith and Jesse Owen Aston, who are incredible in their own right. Jan Smith um, is one of the best vocal coaches in the industry right now. She's worked with um, Usher, Justin Bieber, um, just amazing artists. And so working with them was really amazing. I then, you know, waited a little while. I put that song out. It was great. It got, you know, a lot of buzz around it. And so I got more into writing and writing for me became a therapy. I would say I was able to, I'm a poet. I, you know, I'm really good at poetry and I have been, I'm just a creative kid. I wrote all the time. I wrote novels when I was like 11 on my computer for fun. So I, you know, started just, just writing all the time. And I, Eldorado actually came up while I was driving home in the car and I, I, I'm a really big history nerd as well. So El Dorado is um, a famous story about the lost city of gold. And I think I just listened to like a podcast or I had a lesson about it in one of my classes. So I just got the, the, um, the beginning of it can't get to you. You're made of gold in my head. Like, and I couldn't get rid of it. So I started writing it on the road. Um, I finished it when I got home wrote it in about a day. And then I met with my producer, Frank, and got started on it. I didn't think that, I sent him a bunch of songs. I didn't think he was going to pick that one, to be truthful with you, but it's done very well. I think it really puts into perspective, you know, people who are in relationships with a little, like I said, with mental blocks and also the toxic masculinity that, you know, exists in this world. It really is kind of like a love letter to, you know, I would say to a guy or to anybody who can't really express their emotions because they've been told to their they've been told not to their entire lives. So that's El Dorado, and I it's done pretty well so far. Fabulous, great insights. Um, tell me what else inspires you daily, I guess, for your music and just personally in life as well. My grandmother was actually a really big inspiration in my life. Um, she passed when I was 12, but she, you know, I always talk when people ask me what inspires me, it's always her. She's really musical and she knew before I even did what I was meant to do with my life. I think at three years old, she was telling everybody, oh, she's going to be a singer. She's going to do music for the rest of her life. And she's the one that got me started. She, you know, 
sang with me at the piano when I was little. There's pictures of us at the piano together. And so that she really, every day I think about her, I just got a tattoo in honor of her. And she really has been a driving force in what I do every day. Astonishing. Um, I guess looking back, obviously, in the career you've had so far, what are the biggest mm-hmm. learnings? What's the things that have really stuck out for you that you've learned so far? I've learned um, a couple of different things. I've got a lot of advice from people that has just been so helpful. A couple of things come to mind. Um, the first one is don't be afraid to reach out to somebody. I think that that's something that a lot of newer artists get in their head. You know, I can't reach out to them. They, you know, they, they'll say, you know, that they don't want to work with me or whatever. The worst you can get is a no. And I think that part of why I've been, you know, successful is because I'm really good at reaching out and setting up meetings and talking to people who I, you know, probably should be more scared to talk to. But I, um, I think that that's been a really big thing for me and a big learning is to communicate because like I said, the worst you can hear is a no. The next thing is probably someone told me one time, actually, um, not everything has to be perfect. And me being a serial perfectionist, I think that everything I do has to be perfect. If it's not perfect, then it's not worth it. Um, I've had to completely erase that out of my vocabulary. I've had to take that and just push it to the side with everything because they told me, you know, people want raw and real. They don't want perfect because perfect is not real. Perfect is not what you want to see. You can't see yourself in someone that's perfect. And so I think that's a really important thing that I've learned amazing yeah that's really amazing um what are you working on currently too so what is the projects or what music you're working on currently for the future yeah so i'm writing i'm writing literally every day i have a bunch of songs um i have honestly enough to do an album but my next goal is to do an ep an extended play and just have a couple more songs just to show people more of what I can do, more of my artistry, more of what goes on in my head, stuff like that. Cool, cool. Um, and I guess, what other areas are you going to go into? Or is it just solely music you're going to focus on? Is there anything else you want to do as well? There's, you know, I want to do everything. And I think that's my problem. It's my fatal flaws. I, I, everything that interests me, I try and dip my fingers into. Um, there's nothing in particular I could say right now that I, you know, really want to do, but I would say in the future, I, you know, when I'm comfortable in a comfortable place with my music and stuff like that, I definitely want to branch out. I, you know, like I said, when I was 11, I was writing novels. I could, you know, maybe write a book one day. That'd be kind of fun. You know, add that to the list of things that I've done. I just, you know, I love to do everything. So, um, honestly, any opportunity that arises, I'll probably do it. Fantastic. What what are your other hobbies and passions aside from obviously a busy schedule and everything you're doing currently? What do you like to do in your downtime? Um, I really like to, you know, go work out. I um was doing CrossFit for a little bit and I really enjoyed that. Um I really I paint and I do art. I actually um I love like just creating things. I you know I do music, but I also, you know, I'm such an artistic mind. I do photography. I do it all. So really just that writing. I'm in college right now too. So I'm really, most of my time is filled up with classes. So how do you fit in all the time too? Obviously that's incredible that you're doing college, you're doing this. How, like, how have you got the time? 
I don't. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm working. Um, I have a full-time job, actually. Um, I'm working 40 hours. Then I have him taking 18 hours in school and um, doing this as well. I'm also vice president of an organization that I'm in. So I'm, I, I have absolutely no time. But that's been a big thing that I've had to learn to take 30 minutes at least a day and just sit down and breathe and decompress and just do music because music always calms me down. But yes, my schedule is so busy. Wow, that's amazing. It's incredible what you're doing. And yeah, um, Mary Lee, yeah. Um, where would you see yourself, generally speaking, in 10 years? If you, could, if you could pick a time right now and you could see yourself in 10 years, where would you see yourself? In 10 years, you know... I am a very forward-thinking person, almost too much. Um, but, you know, 10 years is a long time, and I've tried not to think about what I'm going to be like. But, you know, in my hopes and dreams, I hope that, you know, I'm just still making music. I hope that I'm making music for a large, you know, following of people. I hope that I've touched and reached people around the world at that point. I hope that I've traveled more. I hope I go to different countries, you know, for me, it's really, it's really not about the awards or anything like that. You know, most people will tell you, oh yeah, I want to win a Grammy. I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, that would be nice. But I just, for me and what I've learned in the past couple of years is just, I want to be doing music and I want to be happy. And so in 10 years, I hope that I am still, still rocking, still playing music, still, you know, meeting as many people as I can. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, yeah, Mary Lee, thank you for coming on podcast. Um, you know, I do appreciate it. I think you're on an amazing trajectory in life, just everything you're doing. You know, it's incredible. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, I wish you nothing but the best in all your future ambitions and everything you're doing. Thank you so much. I Thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored to be on your podcast. Well, you're welcome. And yeah, we'll definitely keep in touch. And I look forward to seeing the progress you have in life as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. No worries.